explosive start to Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Hamilton drives Mercedes Portaloo. Round two for Max and Charles. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. It's Monday, the 28th of March. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me, as always, with the F1 stability of a loose-fitting pair of underpants is none other than Mr. Owen Scott. If you like your Formula 1 news and reviews a day late, and with the accuracy of your grandmother's parking, then you've come <laughs> to the right place. <laughs> so we had, a, we had an eventful day of, or eventful weekend of Formula 1, Scotty. How did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was, well... The parts of it were uh, a little bit worrying at times, but yeah, no, it was great. Lots and lots of little, uh, lovely little battles throughout the race, which was lovely. And lots of drama of even building up to the race as well. We had, uh, even through the free practice, um, we had that, uh, actually, which we'll just touch on now before we jump into any sort of qualifying and, and race. If yeah, we yeah. just have a quick touch on that, um, that sort of that missile strike, well, assumed missile strike on the... Um, the Armaco uh, oil facility near yeah. the racetrack. And I'm just wondering, what's your opinion on that? That the, the, like we had um, all the drivers, the teams were brought in for a meeting late that evening um, to discuss where they were going to go ahead. Um, everything from the front was sort of, yeah, we're going ahead, no issues. Mm. Um, then some wording in the statements that came out sort of indicated that there was, they were sort of told of consequences if it didn't go ahead. Now, it was just, I don't have the wording here because uh, I didn't intend on going into this too detailed. Yeah. Um, but what's your thoughts? Do you think the, the race should have gone ahead this weekend or do you think they should have? Now, now take out your, your uh, I just want to race, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> take that uh, out of it uh, what, what's your thoughts do you think you should have gone ahead uh as a human being um <laughs> i would say no uh, absolutely should not have gone ahead mm -hmm. um uh, but the drivers were assured that uh, everything was fine and that the race wasn't a target but at the same time how can that not play in your mind going into yeah. the race weekend and, and the families of those drivers how can that not play in their mind that they're they're sitting there just no, well, there's there's security uh, measures in place, but um, they're basically hoping that the race is not going to be um, a target. Um, but you know, the the drivers were assured that that um, they were going to maximize security around the track, and they they had reliable sources that the the, the track wasn't uh, a target. So, I and mean, that, but it comes down to money, really, doesn't it? That's that's pretty much it. I mean, they're talking about the safety. Um, I think when you have a, a an attack on a facility that's I think it was ten miles I think it was uh, from the racetrack, mm -hmm. you're thinking if they're no look we're not privy to any of the information that was told to the drivers or the teams um, that made them you know come up with that decision to continue on, mm -hmm. but my thought would be regardless of whether you're a target or not, ten miles is a fairly close distance for a margin of error in a missile attack um <laughs> like yeah. you know i i don't think i'd fancy driving around in a formula one car and you know 
wondering whether something might or may or may not land on the racetrack or in close proximity. Um, but anyway, look, that's uh, that's by the by. It went ahead. We got a yeah. great we got a great race weekend out of it. Um, we cracked on with qualifying, and uh, a lot of surprises were thrown up in the in the qualifying. Yeah, um, I mean, where where do you want to start here? The 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 obvious one that that pops out is Hamilton. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll go through Q one, Q two, Q three. I mean, Q Q one. Yeah, Hamilton was the the shock in in that the shock exit from from Q one. Do do you feel that um, there was anything playing on on Hamilton's mind? We know how conscious he is of um his surroundings and he's he's very involved in 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 activism and do you think there was something to do with the the missile strike and um you know with, with, was it affecting him do you think do you know when it initially when i saw him going out first it was such a shock i think i had a knee jerk reaction and I, I i was that 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 was my first port of call was he's having some sort of an emotional um, sort of uh, <laughs> emotional episode. Um, <laughs> he's uh, no, I, I, I thought, yeah. And as a knee jerk reaction, I thought, yeah, maybe he had, he, he's, it is playing on his mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even though that they are these, you know, people say they're professional drivers, you know, once they hit the racetrack, that's, you know, everything is put out of their mind. And I'm sure that is true in most cases, but I don't think that's been tested as far as a missile strike um, <laughs> beside a racetrack. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, my knee-jerk reaction was, yeah, that's what I thought was happening. But as the weekend unfolded, we went into Sunday, I think there might have just been more in terms of the setup. There might have been a touch of uh, what happened in free practice, but I think it was maybe more a setup issue uh, mm -hmm. with the car. What was your uh, thoughts? It was interesting just to hear what what Lewis was saying after he said he said that personally I feel like I maximized everything, but I don't think we did as a team, um, which you don't usually hear him coming out and and talking um ill of the team. He's always very supportive, um, of racing as one, but he seemed to put a little bit of, of a divide in there. Well, um, to cut across you on that one, he is fairly supportive. He's supportive of the team when everything's going right. But I like if you do listen to a lot of his comments and stuff like that, when things have gone wrong, results have gone wrong, pit stops have gone wrong. It's usually comments that would be uh, sounding like he's directing them to everybody, but with obviously the undertone of this is directed at you guys in the garage. Mm -hmm. So there is he, he, he has got a look, all drivers do. So I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, Setup wise, look, they had free practice one, two, and three to get the setup somewhat right for this track with yeah. the car that they had. And Hamilton has to take responsibility for that, not just the engineers. Yeah. He is the one that's out on the track. He knows what feels good, what he can get the most out of. Um, so if he felt the setup was incorrect, then a lot of that is on him uh, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, uh, so going out in, uh, yeah, as P16, um, Wow, that was that was a that was a shock. Yeah, unbelievable. I couldn't believe what I was what I was seeing. Um, and he, he was nearly a full second off Russell. Russell finished in in what sixth? 
six yeah. in the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And nearly a full second of him in the in the exact same car. It's um, it's just outstanding to watch. And you'd kind of looking at the first two races, you'd kind of feel as if Russell is is the main main man at, at uh, Mercedes at the moment. Well, this is why I jumped on the, the the sort of the George Russell hype train when I saw him going to Mercedes because when you saw him race in that Williams, he was extracting more out of that car than it ever should have than he ever should have been able to. Mm. So I always thought he was going to be able to step up to Lewis uh, on an even kind of even footing. Yeah. And in the instance where the car is not performing like the Williams, for example, I just felt that he was he's the type of driver that will find you that extra couple of tenths of a second from a car that doesn't have that extra couple of tenths in it. Mm -hmm. so. Um yeah, like I I, I kind of felt coming I know this season was a bit of an unknown, but I kind of felt coming into this season that we'd gradually see Russell kind of growing into the into the car and matching what what Lewis was doing I always thought that Lewis was obviously going to be uh, number one driver for another year or two mm -hmm. and it was going to be a transition but I mean it's it's already starting by the looks of things and I think that's also a lot of uh, George's personality in the mm. fact that he, he's overconfident in himself and yeah, his ability yeah. uh, and it's not a bad thing uh, I don't think he's going to make too many friends uh, I think yeah. he's very much um He's very sure of himself. He wants to make sure everybody knows he's very sure of himself. Uh, and I think I so, so when I saw, yeah, again, seeing him go to, to Mercedes, I think that was going to be a perfect fit. Um, mm. But go on, yeah. Personally, you know, do, do you see uh, another Rosberg incident? Are we heading towards um, a bit of a collision? Um, I don't, if they had, if they had started this season strongly in that they were up there with the Red Bull and Ferrari, mm -hmm. I think possibly, um, I think Hamilton would wants that eighth title. Uh, Russell wants to get, like would do anything. I would imagine to get a first title in his first season in Mercedes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I could see, yeah, I could see a Nico and Lewis situation again. But I think the fact that they've, they haven't started out as strong as they would have liked, I think it's now more about the team finding out what's wrong with this car. Yeah. Um, and I think by the time they've done that, they're going to be out of the constructors and out of the title, the driver's title as well. So I think um, I don't think they'll be fighting, fighting each other as hard as they maybe would have if they had hit the ground running this year. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to see Lewis um, hang around for another another year or two anyway um oh, I, I think don't... so he's only what was he 36 37 mm. something like that yeah um so i mean look there's no reason why he can't hang around for another two two years anyway yeah 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 interesting so, nonetheless q2 uh the uh, the big drama in q2 um with uh poor mick schumacher hitting the wall um in turn 12 uh it, i mean to start with I have a few issues with this, but to start with, the the fact that he the fact that he survived with no injuries, yeah, uh, I think they reckon he hit the the wall about 160 mile an hour in a 35 g collision. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that he survived with that with no injuries is a just a testament to the the safety 
that has gone into these cars. Um, I know they were saying that a lot of the extra weight is because of the extra um, the extra um, impact safety that's gone in on these chassis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's even even still at that when you saw that collision, it was still phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but my concern with that accident, which we were kind of discussing prior to the podcast, was those curbs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what's your take on the on the accidents and and what? My my first thoughts when I saw it, I, you know, I feared like everyone else. I feared for the worst. Um, the way that he that he hit the wall. Um, upon, upon seeing it, then, um, afterwards when the footage started coming out, then of say the cockpit, I I'd, I'd said that to you as well. Um, before mm-hmm. just how he reacted in the moment and the angle that he hit, um, and actually seeing how safe he actually was inside that cockpit. It looks horrific outside the cockpit because mm-hmm. the rest of the car is falling away and wheels are flying everywhere. But, um, you know, those those extra safety measures that are in there are worth every um, every bit of weight that they, they bring into the car. And it's, I know it's, it's fantastic, it really is. And we, I mean, we got in Q3 as well, and, and, and not to be jumping around, but on, in Q3, we had Ocon almost going off yeah. in literally the exact same corner. And I would argue for almost the exact same reason. And this goes down to those curbs. And I just think it's a little bit of an oversight that they have, they still have those high curbs on that corner. I mean, okay, for, for last season's cars, they weren't the highest of curbs in compared to some other tracks. Yeah. But for the reason that we now have cars that are utilizing the ground effect and they're sitting much lower to the ground when they're coming around that corner. I mean, when you're considering if he's hit the wall at 160 miles an hour, um, he he's hit like that car is almost flush to the track and it's Mm -hmm. now riding over those curbs. Of course, it's going to lose stability at that point. So, of course, he, he lost control. The car went into the wall. And then we saw the literally almost a repeat of that with Esteban Ocon in Q3 when he came around, hit the exact same curb, the exact same speed, and only for he managed to salvage it and, and hold on to it, he was going to... I mean, you could see, if, if you watch it from the onboard, you can see when... The car, when he starts losing control of the car, you can see the black marks on the wall to the left where Mm. Mick Schumacher had just hit in Q2. So I just think for those curbs, I think surely you would remove those curbs, go to a painted curb and just employ strict track limits on that corner. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't see why that that would be any, there would be an issue in doing that. Well, look, yeah, we we had... um... Uh, P1, P2, P3, Leclerc kind of seemed as if he was kind of nailed on to grab that pole. And, and there was no real, well, Checo kind of, as he does, warmed his way into the, the practice sessions um, and worked his way up to, I think, uh, P3, I think, in the in the last practice. Mm-hmm. And then in qualifying, put together an outstanding lap. Just unbelievable. It, it was absolutely outstanding. And I'm, there wasn't really... Other than Q2, like Q2, he was within a couple of tenths of um, Leclerc and Signs. I think he was three tenths off Signs in Q2. 
Mm-hmm. But there's still, even at that, there wasn't really much. I mean, from what we know of Perez, there wasn't any signs of him going P1. Yeah. Uh, it was just a completely out of the blue. It was almost as out of the blue as Hamilton going out in, in <laughs> Q1. But yeah. what a lap. I mean, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was probably up there. Like I I think Max Verstappen, had he completed last year's qualifying lap without hitting yeah. the wall, I think that would have been top drawer. Like that would have been the number one lap. Yeah. But this one is definitely a close second. That was a cracking lap. Yeah. It just shows you what he's he's actually capable of. Yeah, um, he's a, a fantastic driver. I think there's a, there's there is always some questions around whether he's the right man to be in that Red Bull seat. But you know, with performances like that, if he can if he can keep on putting those in, and I, I you know we'll get into the race. But I think he's better than he. he I was going to be unfair and say he was he, he was the bottas of Red Bull, but I think he's <laughs> I think he's actually better than that. Yeah. I no, think I think I don't get me wrong. I think Bottas is a great driver, but I yeah. think uh, I think Perez is actually a step above that. I think Perez is a bit more ballsier um, yeah. and wouldn't necessarily sit behind cars as long as uh, Bottas would. Yeah, he's got a bit more of an air of like a Fernando Alonso or something about him. Just yeah. the way he he'll, he'll jump into certain corners, um, and the way as we saw in in uh, Abu Dhabi, the way he held up uh, Lewis. He's just yeah, he's yeah. he's a fantastic driver, and yeah. So he he took pole with what was a one twenty eight two, just a cracking lap. Going into then Sunday, um, we ended up with a starting grid of uh, we had Sarah <laughs> we had Perez in P one, Leclerc in P two, Sainz three, Verstappen four, Esteban Ocon five, Russell six, Alonso seven, Bottas eight, Gasly nine, Magnussen ten, Norris eleven. Joe Guanyu 12, Stroll 13, Ricardo 14, Hamilton 15, uh, Albon 16, Hulkenberg 17, Latifi 18, and Sonoda 19. So that's how everyone lined up then going in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually didn't, Sonoda didn't make it to the grid. Is that right? He had issues on the way around in the formation lap? He did, yeah. He had issues going around on the formation lap, which as far as I know were to do with the water system and something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, It was the water system. I don't think it was nothing to do with cooling. Um, They're going to do the drive line as well. So it was the drive line, the water system issues. That was what it was. Yeah, well, it it didn't go up on fire anyway. So Alpha Alpha Terry are making uh, strides forward, I think. Yeah, do you think? I don't know. I think I think Alpha Terry are still sitting. I, I think they're just where they were last year. I, I I don't think they've well, which isn't bad considering some other <laughs> the other teams. Oh, I I more meant it as a joke because the car didn't explode like last week. <laughs> oh, like last week. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, no. Jesus. Um, in terms of Gasly's performance, yeah, I mean. Yeah, and we'll we'll get there. We'll but, get there. We'll get there. So yeah. look, let let's uh, let let let's start with Red Bull and Ferrari. Um, okay. let let's let's see. What, like, uh, how how do you uh, evaluate their race on Sunday? Um, well, in the end, it, it all came down to to tires. Really, that was the the name of the game. Um, the as I heard someone saying, Max solved the puzzle. Um, he put it together in the right times and, um. He was always just there, thereabouts. I think uh, Perez was unlucky. There was a few moments in the race where I think had had a few things gone 
uh, another way. The safety car obviously was a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have been looking at possibly a, a Perez or Verstappen Perez, maybe Perez Verstappen one two. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, yeah, yeah. Perez Perez was shocking unlucky. I mean, he had a great start. Well, he had a great qualifying on Saturday. He had a great start to the race on Sunday. Covered off the Ferraris perfectly, mm. and then started gaining, getting out of DRS then, which is what you want to do straight away. So he had a fantastic start to the race. Uh, Verstappen got up to third. You had a, there was a bit of a tussle, but then it sort of settled in. That was sort of our, our, our uh, formation that we were going to be in then for those four up until the safety car came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but coming up to that safety car, that incident with the safety car, I think was phenomenal. Leclerc, the, the team saying box. Yeah. And, yeah, I was surprised. like, and I was like, is he, is, is he, he's hardly going to come in because they were talking about Perez was going to box as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's no point in the two of them coming in. And sure enough, I, it was definitely one of those, whatever he does, you do the opposite. Perez comes in, he goes straight on. And then Perez, unfortunately, then gets stung by uh, the, the, the wonderful wizard <laughs> Latifi. The goat, the goat. Um, so you you think? Uh, do you do you think that it was a Ferrari bluff, like was suggested on Sky, that they they had said they were going to come in, and then I don't think really... it was a no. I don't think it was a bluff. I think it was. Um, I think it was definitely a case of do whatever, do the opposite of whatever he does. So I think mm-hmm. if, he, if he hadn't have come in for the pits, I think Ferrari were going to come in. They were ready for that pit stop. He was going to come in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how powerful the undercut was or would have been in yesterday's race. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think it was a bluff. I think um, it was just do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, as you say, if that safety car hadn't have happened, then you're looking at Perez... Um, back out and and Leclerc coming in the following lap and putting on the hards possibly or maybe holding off for another little while. What do you think? Um, so so if yeah, if the safety car hadn't come in, um, no, I think he would have had to have come in the following lap. I think the the McLaren, sorry, McLaren's the Red Bulls are too fast. So I think if on fresh tires. You might have got an extra lap or two while they get the hard compound tires up. Well, sorry, um, well, Perez got the hard compound tires up to temperature because mm-hmm. obviously the new regulations have the blankets at a lower temperature now. So it takes a while to get them up to speed. Yeah. So you might have got maybe two laps without losing too much time, but you still probably inevitably would have lost time. So yeah. either way, I think, yeah, he was coming in the next lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so just just quite unfortunate. And, and around this sort of time, what did we have? Verstappen or was Sainz? Sainz was in behind Leclerc well, we had the, and then Verstappen in fourth? Yeah, so well, we had the Fer- the Ferraris double stack. No, well, when the safety car came out, we still had Verstappen in third. Um, so Verstappen came in, and, but we had the Ferraris double stack. So Leclerc came in and then um, Sainz was coming in as well. Um, and then, of course, you had then Sainz coming out of the pit lane uh, just ahead of the, um, the 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 safety car line uh, and ahead of Perez, but of course Perez took th- you know as we know per- Perez took third, um, and as a result then that meant that obviously on the restart Signs is now fourth and battling Perez in third, even though we all knew that Perez had to give that place back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So obviously the team were on the radio, you know, he, or he was on the radio to the team saying like, you know, we need a decision before this race gets started again. Sure. And I'm a bit annoyed again, this is kind of going down to more drama with the race director and the, and the stewards and stuff like that. This should have been resolved before the safety car res- resumed because that meant now signs is battling third instead of second. Yeah. Okay. Perez gave the place back on the restart. But yeah. it was after, or sorry, after the restart, but it was after the restart. So he'd already battled Perez for third. Then yeah. by the time Perez had given the place back, any sort of pot- potential advantage you may have gained from the restart on catching uh, Verstappen was gone at that point. But yeah, the safety car came in then and uh, cue the aggressiveness from Max pushing alongside this. Uh, I, I know that's it's perfectly within within the rules and it's great to see. I love it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it just so aggressive off that start. But in the last two times that it's happened uh, in the last two races, Leclerc has he's been just perfect off the restart. He's so calm and uh, just, just calm and collecting that car when it comes to things like that, where you would expect a driver, for example, and sorry to harp on Bottas, but like <laughs> in the last race, where we had Bottas lining up with Hamilton and we were thinking this is his moment now to catch Hamilton into turn one. And he shot the bed and it's, I thought you, you see the difference between like Leclerc in that situation. I think he's a lot more confident, uh, a lot more measured when it comes to things like that. Yeah. Very, very cool customer. I'm, I'm very impressed with Leclerc this season, I have to say. Um, but we're, we're getting more of this Leclerc Verstappen battle, which is fantastic. The last two, if, if the rest of the season continues, how the last two races have gone, we're in for a hell of a season. We are in for uh, something that could be on par with what we saw last season. Mm. Um, more so because it's clear that last season Verstappen had to work really hard to keep up with Lewis and yeah. the, the Mercedes. This season, we've got two cars from two different teams that are very much on par with two very similar drivers. I would maybe has I would maybe say that Leclerc is a bit more calm than Max. Mm. Max tends to overreact pretty pretty lively, yeah. um, but I think we're going to be in for a good season. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and do you think that that Signs is is the right man to have in that that, that second seat? Um, I think so. I think yeah. he's uh, he, he had a slow start. I think even today, or sorry, even yesterday, he you could see he was getting used to understanding driving these cars in race conditions. Mm. He's getting a lot more comfortable uh, in the race with the car. Mm. Um, so I think going through the season, he's going to be up there with Charles quite quite comfortably. I think, and I think he's he's definitely going to be the difference. I think the driver's title is undecided, but I do think Ferrari have got the constructor's title. I don't think Perez has that ability to consistently get podiums ahead of signs um, to be able to um, you know, outscore uh, Ferrari for the constructors. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you in fairness because you've, every prediction that you've made so far has come true. So, um... Except for... Except for this uh, this race weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to that part of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, then the was that pretty much it then up until up until lap forty two when 
we had uh, the the drama kicked off um, oh, yet again. Unbelievable racing. I mean, it was just it, trading blows for what eight nine laps, mm-hmm. um, and again we had the same. Uh, and this is why I love Charles Leclerc. Now, when we so this is why I love him is that his, his intelligence and adapting to the situation at such a fast pace. So he knew going into, like in Bahrain, where he didn't want the DRS. Sorry, he wanted the DRS. He didn't want to be ahead of the DRS line, ahead of Max. Uh, Same thing going into turn 27 on this final battle of the race. But um, we have samples of that being done earlier in the race by other drivers as well. So I think they've learned from Bahrain that this DRS you know, you have to you have to now think about that DRS before you you take it. You know, it's yeah. not going to be yeah. a case now of I can take this guy at this corner. It's kind of thinking, okay, can I take him at this corner and get a second ahead of him or get out of that DRS danger zone? Yeah. Or do I slow up, let him take the corner and I take the DRS and I take him on the straight going into the next turn? Mm-hmm. So that go on. Yeah, what has changed from last season to this season that has made that more prevalent? Is it the close racing? Uh, yeah, do you know, yes and no. I, I don't know exactly because last season, the same tactic would have been just as strong. Yeah. Um, and I think an and absolute perfect example of that was Max and Lewis at Jeddah last year. Yeah, exactly. When Lewis went in, so when Max was asked to give the, p- the position back, um, and look, both of them were playing silly beggars, and Lewis went into the back of Max. But that accident happened because Max wanted to give the position back before the DRS detection zone going into turn 27. Mm-hmm. So that meant he was going to be able to retake Lewis back going down the straight and take Lewis into turn one. Mm-hmm. So, so we have examples of that being done last year the only difference i think with this year is cars are able to uh are are closer going into those corners now so Mm -hmm. before you might have had an issue where the car in front so so you're both going through the drs uh detection zone but because you can't follow as close um often more often than not the the car in front is getting more of you know is basically getting ahead further now he's not getting out of drs Uh, Mm because you've already got the DRS, but he's not getting out of that sort of maybe whatever you might be within, say, the the second, we'll just say, for example. Um, But what he is doing is he is stretching that where the DRS is not as strong. Um, So this year, that's not the case. This year now, like I said, you're you're both going into that DRS nearly, you know, the the nose of the car behind is up at the gearbox of the car in front, if possible. Like, you know, that's how close you're able to go around these corners. and I think that's the difference we're seeing now. We're seeing that, that that's why the DRS detection zone is becoming uh, a bit of a, a, you know, a bit, a bit of a strategy going into this season. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so far it, it, it's been a real chess game. And I, I, like, you know, we see it going on um, for, for the coming races. Um, let, yeah, lap 43, then they, they both kind of locked up coming into the, um, or coming just before uh, that, the, the pit straight, the final, the final corner, um, and Charles, I think, like the last race as well, uh, reacted quickest to the lockup and uh, and took Verstappen, and he wasn't able to get him then, or Verstappen was able to get Leclerc 
on that uh, the next DRS zone. There was enough of a buffer there. Um, is, is there anything to be said about reaction times between the two of them? Are we, is, is Leclerc proving that he has slightly quicker reactions overall? Well, this is where I was saying about his intelligence. Um, he's in that split moment, the two of them locked up. Well, more uh, Verstappen locked up more than uh, Leclerc did, but they both had a lockup. Mm-hmm. But in that split second, Leclerc knew that Max had locked up. He could see the smoke coming from his tires. He knew now if I gun it now, yep. he's he, he, by the time he's reacted, even if he's reacting in a tenth of a second, he's down the road already. And as we saw, he got out of the uh, he got out of the the sort of the effectiveness of the DRS. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing that and that's what I'm saying I just think he's such an intelligent driver to make those decisions so fast um, yeah f- fantastic fantastic yeah and uh, unlike then in, in the previous race we had Max uh, pulled it back then again but this time kind of showed a little bit of restraint coming into the, the final corner before the DRS zone kind of held back and then waited till he hit that DRS zone and finally <laughs> Yeah, it was brilliant, Charles. wasn't it? Max kind of was like, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> it was just Finally. brilliant. Yeah, just brilliant. So clever um, for Max. That was brilliant. And then we had that for the rest of, you know, for the last few laps. Um, and then, you know, coming through to the final. Oh, actually, before we came through to the final, um, the final lap, just before that, I think Leclerc had that opportunity on 49 or I think it was starting lap 49. Oh. Um, Leclerc had the opp- opportunity to take Max yeah. Um, again, down into turn one with the aid of DRS. But thanks to an incident down at turn one, we had yellow flags in sector one. Um, And as a result, there was no DRS then for the next two. So it wasn't just, he didn't lose out just on that lap 49, but when it came to the final lap, he had no DRS on that zone either. Like, so, um, so it's, yeah, that, that, that yellow flag, I, I, I wouldn't say that that would have meant that Leclerc would have won the race. I think Max was still very strong and there was a good possibility that either he would have taken it back somewhere else or we would have ended up with another incident of DRS chicken at turn 27 where nobody wanted to cross the white line. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. Could have ended up with two cars just parked at the DRS line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we saw what happened earlier on in the race, and I think so, a little bit of fortune kind of swaying back towards Red Bull then uh, in in the final laps. Yeah, um, in fairness. But, so. And then comes through to the final lap and absolute fantastic race to the race to the finish. Um, it's fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And then look, great drive from Perez, great drive from Sainz as well. Um, definitely recovered well from Bahrain. I know he came up on the podium in Bahrain as well but it was clear he was he was a bit off the pace wasn't comfortable as comfortable in the car he looked a lot better this weekend so um there was there was a little call sorry to to cut across you there Mm -hmm. um there was a call of signs uh speeding up through the yellow flags um and at at the time recording there's been nothing that has has come out of that and still still nothing yeah if nothing's come out now it's that's it it's 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 a confirmed result now at this stage so we had uh, we had Max Verstappen P1, we had Charles Leclerc P2, uh, we had Sainz in P3, and Perez uh, coming in at P4. Unfortunate for Perez, it was a bad day. Well, fourth is still a good result, but a bad day in the office considering where he should have maybe finished. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a hell of a lot better from from last week's result. In fairness, so they, yeah. they can they can hold, hold their heads high coming into Australia. But I, like, it very much points to Red 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 Bull versus Ferrari going forward, and it's it's super exciting. It's just yeah. waiting to see now who that third team is going to be that will be kind of the the top of the midfield. I guess is it really? Well, I think we can clearly see already. Like the top of the midfield is still so well. <laughs> I know we had a, an unexpected result from ha- from Hamilton and Mercedes, um, mm. but I I do think they're probably best of the rest. I think the Jeddah uh, result was possibly just a a one off. Yeah. Um, I th- so I mean George Russell came in P five um, with a I I I'd want to say a b- fairly boring race. I mean he yeah. had a little bit of action at the start. Um, Taken, I think he started P6. I think he took Ocon, I think it was, to take mm-hmm. P5. Um, but otherwise, he had a bit of a boring race. Um, we had uh, Hamilton then, you know, finishing in P10 uh, and then coming over the radio wondering, is there a point to be got for P10? <laughs> 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 I mean, that's a real, I, 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 don't, I don't hang out with the riffraff down here often. Uh, do you just get a point down here? <laughs> Um, um, he, he was actually saying that he was he was battling with uh, Magnuson, and he he felt that the, the Haas was comparable to the to the Merck in in pace. I don't think it was in comparison to um, you know that that the Haas and the Mercedes were on par. Uh, like mm-hmm. I know he was on par with Lewis Hamilton, but that was because mm-hmm. of his setup. But he wasn't on par with Mercedes. Like I mean, in which case, you know. Kevin Magnussen would have been up there battling out with George Russell as well, if that, if that was the case. I think yeah. it was just that the setup of Hamilton's car was all kinds of wrong, and he was on par, his car was on par perhaps with Kevin Magnussen. I think that'd be more accurate. Mm. And It was a, a fairly quiet race uh, for Hamilton, but there was the question on the start uh, of starting off on the on the hards, trying to trying to play the long game again. Um, the complete opposite to pretty much everyone on the grid bar, maybe Magnussen, was it? But yeah, tactics-wise, it looked for a good portion of the race until we started getting those pit stops that they had made the the right call. Um, well, that's it. They were playing the odds on the, the safety car coming out. Yeah. Uh, just, it was unfortunate the safety car came out at the wrong time for them. Yeah. They really needed that safety car to come out probably um sort of down towards lap sort of i mean we got a 50 lap race i mean it would have been fantastic if you got the safety car out around sort of lap 35 maybe something like that low 30s mid 30s i think that would have been that would have been suitable then for their strategy yeah but uh it it just went from bad to worse not only did they get the safety car at the wrong time but the virtual safety car turned into an absolute disaster for them as well yeah. i mean you had now I've had a look at some information about this. We had Bono apparently from what we saw on the telly, it looked like Hamilton had gone past the pits and then Bono had made the team call, the team radio call to say, come into the pits. And then you had Hamilton say, Oh, too late or something to that effect. Apparently afterwards, it's kind of come out that Bono had told that to Hamilton before the pit entry and Hamilton had said, it's too late. What we actually saw on the telly was actually a bit of a delay by 
you know, sort of a, so, so they're sort of saying by the time Bono made the call, Hamilton was actually had the opportunity to come in, but by the time Hamilton had responded and said too late, he was sort of like, you know, hundred, hundred yards, 200 yards past the pit lane at that point. We didn't have, um, a Ricardo or, uh, Alonso coming along the, uh, the entrance to the pit there. Well, that's what it yeah, well, that's what it was. That that was when the so so yeah, we take it back a bit. So we had the obviously the, the first safety car, which was the wrong time for for Mercedes, was Latifi's safety car. Mm-hmm. Then we had the virtual safety car, which was from Alonso and Daniel Ricardo's cars at the pit lane. Yeah, the pit entry, should I say? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just it, it was it was just it was just a bad day at the office. Uh, I think they just have to chalk it up. Look. Take take uh, take it from luck that you got the one point, um, and be thankful that you got something out of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. They learn going forward. They have two weeks now until Australia. Do you think much can change in between now and then? They're they're going to be working hard in that, obviously. I don't know. I don't know. They've they they've a lot of work to do. I don't think there's going to be much of a, of a dramatic change. I suppose the only concept. I mean, there are some fast sectors like. Australia is, is is a quick enough track, yeah. Um, but it, it it may not hurt them as much as Jeddah. It's not as fast as Jeddah, and uh, there's uh, there's a lot more sort of corners than Jeddah has. So uh, so it may suit them. I think uh, certainly they should feel comfortable enough to be able to go out and get a fifth and sixth comfortably, um, and then hope to pick up pieces if there's uh, an incident ahead of them. Uh, Outside of it, that, nothing. It, it's crazy to think that Mercedes have come to that point where they're sitting looking for a fifth and sixth and hoping for things to happen ahead in the race. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they, look, they've got a long way to go. Look, we're only two two races into the season. So, uh, I mean, they're talking about sort of the bulk of their upgrades coming in Imola or Spain. Um, so, so, you know, we, we've got a little while to go yet. And who knows? Who knows what they'll turn up with at that? You know, I, I'm sure if anyone's going to be able to to, to come up with a, a smart solution from their problem, it's going to be the Mercedes team. Then uh, Haas and, and uh, Magnussen, we had uh, uh, Schumacher, uh, obviously. Oh, uh, actually, okay, all right, yeah, I know we should really be focusing on Haas because they were they were battling with Lewis, but the oh, Alpine, <laughs> the Alpines, how can we like? No offense, wow. K Mag, but sorry, take a back seat for a second. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll give them that in fairness to them. I love that. I I love yeah. I loved a couple of things about this. Uh great battle, like nearly from the get-go. Great yeah. battle. And I I, I love the way they the, the team allowed them to race to a point. I think they did tell them to to settle down after a while. But mm-hmm. the fact that they allowed them to race for a good six laps five six laps something like that of hard racing like i mean to the point where they could have wiped each other out on one or two occasions yeah fantastic yeah brilliant i mean i mean in the end you had you had bottas and i think magnuson was behind him at that stage kind of creeping around in the background what was it to their detriment that they were allowing them to 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 race one was holding the other up and Bottas was slowly kind of creeping up behind. He did eventually kind of come between them, I think. Well, um, that's what I thought the, that, that it was going to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more problematic. I thought that it was, they were going to lose places, not just to Bottas, but to um, K-Mag that was behind them as well, mm-hmm. because they were, they were just too busy 
uh, fighting it out between themselves. Like they were oblivious. I don't know. When I say they were oblivious, they must have had the team on the radio saying, guys, Bottas and, and, and Kevin Magnussen are flying up behind you. Yeah. Um, to the point where I think, um, I want to say it was, a no, it was Ocon, I think, going for the overtake on Alonso down into turn one. And you had Bottas, was, was about to attempt a, a, a maneuver as well to overtake. Uh, right. he, yeah. Now he backed out of it uh, in the end, but I think, yeah, I think you had the team radio call then saying like, guys sort this out. Like, you know, this isn't going to, you know, this can't continue for the whole race. Yeah. And the, I think Ocon took uh, Alonso, but he did, he went, I think he went a little bit deep on turn one and then took twice. On the I think he went deep yeah, on second. turn <laughs> The next lap as well, yeah. Um, and he did, that's when he handed the place back to Alonso, but did leave himself right. really vulnerable to Bottas. Who was that's kind of right. I mean, how creeping. dangerous was that? I mean, yeah. he, they, now, there wasn't, I don't know where else he would have done it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where else he would have probably done it. I mean, it probably, it was as good a place as any to do the overtake, but that just shows the position that they had, you know, the corner they had fought themselves into yeah, that yeah. when they had to do that swap in the position back, something as simple as that Bottas is right behind you. Now, again, if that had been probably anybody else in a, in a, in that car, like Bottas, we just know for some reason, yeah, he just, he, he, he just backs out of those opportunities. I like thought that was an opportunity for Bottas to take, certainly take one of them, if not possibly try and put pressure on the other as well. Yeah. And he just, he made a half attempt and, and backed out of it, which sort of sums up maybe Bottas's sort of overtaking um, sort of skill set, I think. Yeah. I mean, if it was Magnus in there, you would have had a Haas coming over the top of the boat at him, I think. Oh, yeah, completely. Absolutely. Uh, Burn but... it like a huge sombrero. <laughs> Again... You know, I'm I'm not I I like Alpine and I, I like what they have going on. I wouldn't be particularly invested in how they do in the race, so I'm delighted as a neutral fan to watch exactly what was going on there. And I I uh, you know I hope they they continue that on. They don't have a number one driver, is that right? Oh well, I would imagine Alonso's the number one. I right. mean, he's got the experience. I mean, he's I mean I don't think they do. I mean, the fact that they allowed them just to race. Um, I think the number one driver is sort of like whoever's got the most chance of getting higher up in the driver's constructor. They'll, they'll probably, uh, sorry, not the driver, in the driver's championship, they will probably lean towards favoring that driver a little bit more. But a great race nonetheless. Um, and uh, that left us with um, the, the driver standings. Um, look, Verstappen's move kind of on the board now um i mean obviously he's he's a ways behind charles affair still um but look we're only two races in but we've uh the two ferrari drivers up there at the top uh leclerc 45 points signs 33 and um, verstappen there in 25 but surprisingly russell and hamilton on 22 yeah. and 16 in yeah. uh, in fourth and fifth um so yeah that's uh that that's that's a surprise but uh, quietly kind of tipping away there. I mean, a, another good result from Russell and, and, you know, he's, you know, they're doing okay. Well, look, it'll keep them there and thereabouts um, for a few races. Um, but if they don't make some headway in a few races, uh, even to the point where they can, even if they can just pick up the, you know, the Perez and signs battle, because mm. um, they're like, they're, they're not this season. I just, I 
would be shocked if they managed to make up the to to Leclerc and Verstappen pace. But if they can pick up the signs and uh, Perez stuff, um, look, they'll at least have a better finish to the season, uh, points wise. So we'll take a quick little look at the constructor standings. Um, Dave, we'll start off with uh, Ferrari up the top with 78 points. What are you thinking? Cruising away at the moment, so they are. Um, Car looks fantastic. I mean, there's very little... Well, there's nothing major that has to be done on that car. We're talking little tweaks now going on uh, each each race. But uh, I think with the downforce they had this weekend, I think they're looking good now going into Australia. Um, I think that's a track that will suit them. Brilliant. Um, Mercedes then in number two with 38 points. Surprising that they're still in uh, in second. The Red Bull now are, are, are closing in fast. But uh, yeah, they have too many issues going on. I don't think uh, nothing major is going to be fixed. They're bringing a new floor in for Australia. I don't think that's going to do much. They may be sort of looking at the fifth and sixth places. Um, but that engine, uh, yeah, it's down on power, the drag issues. Um, at least if they, if they can get the setup right, get the floor in um look maybe they'll that they'll secure fifth and six on in australia yeah you'd think one more weekend and you can see red bull overtaking them there absolutely um speaking of which red bull in number three with 37 points yeah first uh first point finish uh this weekend nice nice job all around same as ferrari i think i mean i think the engine power maybe is a bit better on the red bull um but uh like like ferrari we're talking minor tweaks at this stage between both those teams trying to creep out those little uh, fractions of a second. Um, they're going to be fast in in, a, in Australia. How much downforce they go for in how much rear wing they go for um, will determine um, how, how quick they are up against the Ferrari. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be close between them and Ferrari at the at, in Australia. Okay, and Al- Alpine in in fourth there with sixteen. Yeah, that car is looking great, uh, much better than what we thought it was going to look coming out of the Bahrain testing. Um, I mean, it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a well performing car. I think they're definitely on the right track. Um, I don't know. I I I've, I've some inkling in the back of my head as to uh, why I don't feel they're both going to be successful this weekend. But uh, I think um, I think they're on the right track. I think uh, yeah, I think they're they're definitely going to get some points points finish. But uh, whether both of them end up with points finish, I, I don't know. Hmm. They're looking exciting this season. Haas then in uh, in fifth with twelve points. Yeah, that's a that's a team that's just bossing it, isn't it? It's it's just great yeah. from where they were. When I say they're bossing it, they're they're, they're from where they were, absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to see Mick Schumacher though. Um, I mean, we haven't seen anything from him just yet. Um, so I want to I want to really see what he can do. I think maybe the Australia track might be a good. Might be good, good racing circuit to to really show his uh, show his quality. Um, not sure if they're going to bring any upgrades for Australia, um, but I think even with the car that they have, I think they should be able to compete with the uh, sort of the Alfa Romeos um, and um, probably not the Alpines, but uh, definitely the Alfa Romeos and 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 sort of sit around that sort of maybe eighth, ninth place sort of low points. Long may continue. And speaking of uh, Alfa Romeo in sixth there with nine points just behind them. That's a car that should be finishing higher than it is. Um, I think Bottas qualifying well. I think the Joe just getting up to speed with Formula One is his first season. So look, you have to forgive 
um, some drivers for, for their first season. Um, but again, not sure what sort of, uh, what sort of upgrades they're going to bring into Australia, but, uh, they are, they, they have their own, um, they're working with their own gearbox this year. So they've, definitely got more tweaks that they can do um from when they were using the ferrari uh, stock gearbox so um yeah i, I I'll, I'll i'll expect improvements from this week for sure uh, and sp- definitely re- reliability is going to be a big factor for them and a bit of a, a lackluster start for uh, alpha tari there in seven just a point behind uh, alfa romeo but you know things uh, things aren't right there I see nothing like I don't see any. Um, I'm, look, maybe I don't read into Alpha Terry too much. Um, I, I, I don't see though much improvements going on. They're still very much a uh, sort of a stale team at the moment in the grid. I don't see improvements, or I, I don't see them going one way or another, up or down. Um, so for Australia, I, I, I would imagine they're going to be sort of where they are now, sort of you know, in, in, battling for maybe the, the final points places. Hmm. Maybe a little improvement for uh, McLaren, possibly with the uh, a home race for, for Danny Ricciardo, but McLaren with a, a terrible start to the season down there in eighth with six points. Yeah, I just, I can't see this going on too much. Like they know what the problem is. Um, surely they are aware of being able to try and find some ways of easing the pain of these problems. Um, I would like to think in two weeks time, they will be able to bring something to, yeah, to, to soften that blow. Uh, I don't, no, I'm going to say, I don't think they're going to be uh, in the points, as, as in the car shouldn't be a points finisher. But I think Daniel Ricciardo being on home soil, I think that's uh, that sort of adds a little bit of a factor. Um, and maybe he, he's able to squeeze more out of the car than it's it, it should be able to do. Hmm. Yeah, and then returning for uh, Aston Martin is Sebastian Vettel. We think he should be back for uh, Australia, but they're in uh, in ninth place with zero points. Yeah, well, we assume Sebastian Vettel is coming back for Australia, yeah. or yeah. he's taking another extended holiday, um, <laughs> going around finding as many people who's COVID positive. To, to, <laughs> it's like it's like a drug addict trying to get people to give them their, their urine. You know, he's, <laughs> I need some clean urine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I can't go on much longer, in fairness. He's got to come back at some stage. He's got to come back. You know. I feel sorry for Nico Hulkenberg. He had a great race. It was a quiet way. Race was nothing too exciting going on, but he outpaced or outperformed Lance Stroll, uh, who's been there for a while now. So that's a great result. Um, I don't see them. I, I, I see them down the back with the Williams in Australia. I see, I see nothing good coming from this. Yeah, speaking of which, as you said, Williams bringing up the rear with zero points also. Yep, Latifi's crashing out, guaranteed. It's happening. I I, I just, yeah. I have it in my head, he's gone. Um, Albon, do you know, Albon's like a, he, he's like a, he's like a junior George Russell. He is squeezing a lot out of that car, um, more so than Latifi is for his first year back in that car. Um, so I think... Uh, yeah, don't expect much from them. Uh, if anyone's going to get any points, or not any points, but any any sort of worthwhile positions, it's going to be Albon, and it's probably going to be at the expense of some DNFs. Um, otherwise, again, that car is, the, the development on that car has been absolutely horrific. Yeah, they're picking at scraps down there, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. Our predictions. Uh, yeah, I went Leclerc win. 
wah, wah. Verstappen second, yeah, and uh, Hamilton third. I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, no, no one saw the 16th, the, the, the no. qualifying 16th, but uh, look, I, I took a punt. It was an absolute, like, it, I would have been a hero. They would have yeah. sang my name from the internet, but uh, it's, yeah, absolute yeah. disaster. Um, now, now, did we decide last week that if you're, you, you, you have to call the, the winner, obviously, but if you're, one of your drivers gets in the top three, that you still get a point for that? Did we not go on? It was just based on the position, was it not? So, yeah, okay. I think so. For example, uh, I, I think I got uh, nil point, um, and you uh, would be well. Well, give us your predictions. What did you go with? Okay, so I went with uh, a Verstappen win. I boldly said that there was a Verstappen pole to be had as well, but that did not happen. But I got the um, I got the Verstappen win. I went for Sainz in uh, second, which you know bit hasty but again just took a little bit of a punt on it and uh leclerc in third so i got the the order wrong there on those yeah two. but you, you you got you still you still got a point and you still take the you take the the w for this week yeah yeah well we had our our surprises and our flops also now oh you, jesus yeah. go for it go on tell me what your flop last week was okay so magnuson i thought uh would have hit the wall and instead his teammate hit the wall <laughs> yeah you were right just the wrong house <laughs> yeah um and your flop my flop uh was bottas and this is a bit of a damp squib in terms of our uh, our predictions um, oh yeah we got it all wrong everything yeah. your surprise was uh do you know i i just i went with the same uh <laughs> I just I, I just doubled down on um uh, I just doubled down on Albon. Um I thought surely this guy is gonna is gonna come good. And I thought with all the DNFs that were happening um as well in no, I didn't know that prior, but uh I thought I, I saw it and I was like, you know, he I think he's at eleventh at one stage, maybe after the, the second round of pit stops. Um but uh yeah, it wasn't to be. It wasn't yeah. to be. Neil Poir. Um my surprise. And it wasn't and a surprise. I'll contest that this was a surprise. <laughs> it was Mick, <laughs> Mick Schumacher. Um I I believe in the pace of that young man. I I think he can put it together. He just needs to he needs to well, I mean, as you said, that that uh that curbing, yeah, they've got it, they've got to look at that. But um yeah. definitely was not the surprise I was hoping for. So that brings us to the end there of the predictions for last week and our grand total of um two nil to me in the points. So that would bring us level. We're one all at the moment. We're one all, yeah. One all. Um I didn't think that was gonna be happening. <laughs> yeah, I uh like for staff and science and Leclerc. Yeah, I don't know. Look, it was a good shout. It was a good shout, but uh yeah, I got I got it wrong. I got it wrong. So Australia. Australia. What do you see? I'll 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 get you to give me your predictions first. Okay. I'm going to go with Leclerc again. Uh and you nearly have to go with Verstappen second. If Leclerc's not winning it, you have short of something dramatic happening, Verstappen's mm -hmm. going to be second or first. So I'm going to go with Leclerc and Verstappen first and second. Um my third place will be 
signs because I think uh, I think the Red Bull maybe perform better with the downforce package that they have or the the aero package with the downforce. So I think that will I'll go with signs third. Now, if I go with the same top three, which I I really want to, that just null and voids. Um... Do you know? All right, for next week we pick our we we have to pick our um our, our teams or our teams our our top three ahead of time so we can't so so if we both pick yeah, the yeah, same yeah. then yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a draw if it happens it's a draw whereas if yeah. you just go and pick mine now yeah, then um, and and it comes off i'll feel proper robbed <laughs> <laughs> well i'm no i'm not going to pick the same as you um i'm going to go ag- again with a, a verstappen win um and I am going to go with a Leclerc number two. I'm going to change it around just so there's a little bit of um, a little okay. bit of competition. Uh, you have to take a point, and I'm going to go for a um, I'm going to go for a Perez three for the crack. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Again, taking a punt. Mm-hmm. Um, Australia has a track. What do you see in your crystal ball in terms of flopping? Um, who is going to be my flop? Keeping in mind the results of of the the last two races, obviously. Um, yeah, I am going to go with. Oh, Jesus! It's a tough one. Mm. I, I I'm I'm sort of leaning towards. One of the Alpines, yeah. um, but that's just a feeling. I don't actually have anything to back that up with. Now, technically, you can anyone that has finished inside the top ten has been successful this week. So, if they finish outside of the top ten in Australia, that would mean they'd be flopping, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that leaves you with that leaves you with some options there, considering that. Nearly the whole grid finished in the top ten. Um, um, yeah, but I know. But I mean, if I turn around and say, "Oh, I think Daniel Ricciardo is going to flop," actually, that might be my surprise. I'm going to go with that for my surprise. Sorry, I know oh. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shout. We should definitely pick these ahead of time because <laughs> I'm now envious. <laughs> yeah, I've got Daniel um, Ricciardo as my surprise, and my flop. Fuck it, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Alonso. Oh, outside the top ten, yeah. I, and again, that's just a feeling. I think Ocon is maybe, yeah. It's just a feeling. I, I have nothing to back that up with. Okay, all right. So for my flop, considering he finished inside the top ten, I'm going to say Lando Norris for flopping in uh, Australia. That's a pretty Flop. safe bet. Yeah, yeah. I'm going safe this week. Flopping down under, and for my surprise. I think, hmm, you know what? I'm going to back him this week. My old oh, friend. Jesus. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas. Oh, you're going to regret that. <laughs> uh, I know, but I have to I have to try and support him at some stage. He's going to think that we've got something against him if he ever hears this. So Yeah, I don't think we have any danger of that. <laughs> um yeah so Valtteri Bottas there you go I end wow. up saying his name at some stage uh, every week Valtteri Bottas yeah there you go yeah okay well that's uh 
And uh, oh, I don't know, Bottas. I think he's going to screw you again. I think he's going to absolutely tank it. Yeah. Although, yeah, he, he did. He did well flopping for me this week. So, you know. But that's what I'm saying. You're you're putting him down as a surprise. Like if he tanks it, that's not going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I've got I've got a feeling about Bottas uh, this coming week. Mm. Oh, in Australia. Sorry, two weeks from now. Nice. Okay, well, that's it for this week's episode. And uh, we will be back in two... Well, we won't be back in two weeks. We'll be back in two weeks for the race review. But we will be back next Monday and Tuesday with the um, news and what's happening within Formula One. As always, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, or corrections, send them on to feedback at latenightracereview.com. Until next week. 